Happy Monday and Happy New Year, and welcome back to another exciting edition of the Airport Minute, where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we go through one minute of the greatest disaster movie ever made, the 1970 Universal Pictures movie, Airport. I am one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm your co-host today, Nancy O'Kane, filling in for the vacationing Mark Cerulli. And our guest today is George Hendricks, who has never seen the Airport movie, so he's going into this completely cold. And George, I understand you're working on not one but two minute podcast um yes nancy i am and two minute podcast meaning two separate ones not two separate two minute podcast <laughs> yes yeah um i'm working on way to dune minute which is a minute by minute breakdown of the 84 classic david lynch version of dune and also the mogwai minute which is a minute by minute breakdown of gremlins wow, wow. you're you're a hard driven man we we have enough enough time getting through the one the one podcast, but you know, God. Bless I think you. it's more of a. I think it's more of a problem. I have. I have a problem saying no, ah. and that kind of like gets me wrapped into things. And all of a sudden, I'm doing it. <laughs> wow. Well, you're you're doing it right now. This is uh, not only have you not seen the movie. Well, you've seen one minute of the movie, but you haven't seen the movie and haven't heard the podcast. So all these people, I guess, are complete strangers to you, other than where you've seen them in other movies. I, I guess I have. I'm like, who is that? I, I know that person from somewhere, but most of them, yeah, just due to the time frame and the and the and the age of the movie, I'm not even familiar with most of them. It's it is a very pure experience on oh, my great. end. What, what's your What's your initial impression of the action going on in the movie? Does it Does it seem slow, fast, confusing? Given the nature of the movie, I can suss out to the fact that it's a does it, you know they're about to crash land. I I understand that, but there's so many small things in there. Uh, how did this get to that? Where did that come from? Why are they doing this? It's uh, there's a lot going on in this minute. Yeah, it's it's a very action packed and thrilled, and I I keep trying to imagine what it'd be like walking into you know you just bought a ticket to a movie that you're not sure that that you want to watch and you you're waiting for the two o'clock show to come and it's like one fifty in the afternoon. It's like, Oh, I'll catch the last 10, 15 minutes of this movie. So, uh, you're seeing the first scene is a Burt Lancaster wandering around in a hat and a coat. And two other guys are apparently listening to a wall. So, uh, a wall with two different colored phones on it. Those yeah. are very important phones. Apparently yeah. the red phone, red and white. Now, uh, I guess you've seen the movie airplane, I have seen airplane air. Yeah. But yeah. So I'm very familiar with that spoof of this. And I know that that's where it came from is that it was the disaster film originally. But from what I can tell, the differences are, are vast. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. They they should have more of that, uh, uh, that overly dramatic Zucker brothers music in this to make it. There is actually no, (laughs) I I don't think there's any music in this particular minute. So that's kind of, uh, no, no, I didn't pick up any music and it was all just, you know, room effects and sounds and talking and, you know, planes and all Foley and that sort of thing, but no actual, um, soundtrack or score to go with it. Yeah. That, that cartoon like sound of the crack in the ceiling back there where they're working (laughs) on the uh, poor uh, injured stewardess is that that's the most Looney Tunes moment that you could, you can picture them like bending two large pieces of wood to make that noise. <laughs> um, it's uh, just a pile of uh, of great uh, character actors wandering through this that you who you've probably seen in a bunch of other uh, movies of the seventies and stuff, but uh, no real stars. I, other, I mean, that's Jacqueline Bissett on the floor wrapped up in a bandage. But I, unless you I wonder who it, that was. I didn't know if that was a child or or someone because I tried to see what they were wearing. If it was like a stewardess outfit of some nature, but it, it was a very small person. So yeah, yeah, and 
yeah, yeah. Unless unless you, the woman under the bandages was Jacqueline said, I don't, I don't think she'd be like your fifteenth guess. Um, <laughs> the uh, very busy, uh, very busy. All the character actors seem to be wearing coats and huddled up. I mean, can you tell what happened recently? I mean, how does this? Where, where does this uh, fit? And based on what everybody's uh, discussing, uh, can you kind of uh, divine CSI wise what what's happened or how recently things have happened? Well, like I said, from a context point of view, it, it appears they are about to crash land. And and that's another thing. Are they approaching Cleveland? Or it, when he says, when, when Burt Lancaster leaves the room, he says, I'll be in Mobile 1. And being from the southern region, that means Alabama. So, <laughs> so I, was, I was like, that doesn't make sense. But yeah. I, I'm assuming that uh, it's, uh, they said Cleveland Center, which you know this is an old movie because no one sets anything in Cleveland these days unless it's a punchline. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, actually, they're, they're heading for Chicago. They just, they're, they're, they're talking to the Cleveland air traffic controller. Gotcha. So it's, they've, they've got a ways to go. And uh, Mobile One happens to be uh, otherwise known as the Mel Mobile. Uh, Burt Lancaster plays a guy named Mel, and he's running out to his uh, station wagon, which he's he's named his, his very large station wagon. Yeah, his extremely, that... which rear wheel drive, fishtails all over the place in the snow and ice. So. Where is he going to go? Is he going to drive and chase the plane? Is it like a storm chaser? I don't I don't well, understand yeah. why he do with that. Yeah, well, he's he's the manager of the airport of of the title. Uh, he he manages the airport where there's all kinds of awful disasters going on. And uh, the number one disaster that we saw at the f- first, I guess, the opening five minutes of the movie is that one of the 707s that was taxiing off a runway ran into a snowbank and got stuck out in the middle of uh, runway two niner. So, okay. So uh, he brought in uh, George Kennedy of uh, Cool Hand Luke fame. To... Oh, I know George Kennedy. I recognize him from the uh, cover art the, oh, that you sure. have on your podcast. <laughs> yeah, like George and... Kennedy. I get him. I know yeah, him he, all day long. He's, uh, he's, he's a great character in this movie. He is a hero of all airliners. He's uh, he plays Joe Petroni, who is uh, kind of uh, he's Superman. He's 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 the guy that knows everything there is to know about airports, and he can he can tell you what he what he can do with a cigar in his mouth and a smile. So that he, is a niche industry for sure. Yeah, yeah, and he managed to. Pull that character across uh, one, two, three, he, three additional airport movies. He got to. Play I know George. they did. Was it Airport seventy nine? Was the second one, or was there uh, one between there? Seventy. There, there was also seventy five and seventy seven before we. Seventy seven. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, every every couple of years, they figured out this is a this is a franchise. We can we can milk it. So. And then the Zucker uh, brothers took it over and just. Yeah. Went, went, yeah, and. Took it to another it, level. Brought it, yeah, brought it on a whole new level of audiences in, into this thing. I don't think it played for. I keep picturing what this minute would be like with a laugh track, and it might it might work. Who knows? Uh, so but, whose uh, office is that in the beginning? Because apparently someone likes to play with Legos because there's a Lego build a set over in the corner of the of the office of an airplane. Uh, which I have, I have to I, see I'm, where that. Um, wh- I'm which, completely okay with that mindset. Okay, which corner? I'm trying to see where on that. the opening. Opening as soon as he walks across, he crosses left. Oh, okay. There's crosses like left. Bottom left. There's a table. It looks like a Lego set of a plane being assembled bit by bit. Oh, okay. Ah, I, ah yes, yes. It, it, as as they pass through, it kind of looks like Lego. Yeah, that's actually a very detailed um, uh, airline model where we had used it in a previous minute for uh, very cheap exposition where they were pointing out where different ah. people were seated on the plane. So that's a that's a leftover a prop from the from about 10 minutes ago where they were saying, well, this guy's here and this woman's here. And if we can, you know, 
what will happen if something goes wrong with the plane. So we were using that for, for big exposition. So uh, gotcha, Bert, gotcha. Bert's running out the door to Mobile One or the Ford uh, station wagon. That's, that's Mobile One. Mobile One, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird line reading. I, I get, why, yeah. Like, oh, wait, Bert, come back. That sounds like you said <laughs> Alabama. Let's do that again. Take him to the top. Just let's cross again. I'll be out in the car. Call me. Like, I'm um, Bert Lancaster. I yeah. can do this. <laughs> so he's he's marching off to, uh, I, I don't know, you know, unless he has a snow shovel in his hand, I don't know how he's going to help Joe Petroni get a stuck 707 out of the out of the snow bank that it's stuck in. So the basic plot here is there is a damaged aircraft, and uh, they've got a, there's a big snowstorm that's wiped out every other airport in the country, apparently. Uh-huh. And, um uh, they have to land the, that damaged aircraft on the only runway that can handle it, and that runway happens to have another plane already on it. So okay, gotta... I was wondering where the stuck airplane came into play because, like, okay, you got to get the snow plant snow out, but I, well, I assumed it was it was bogged down in the snowbank or something like that. But it was I'm, okay. The the pieces are falling into place now. Yeah, yeah. So they're uh, they're trying to get all this done in the last. This is the final twenty minutes of the movie, so it's it's very late in the game. And uh, so oh, we forgot we, about that one part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like we should wrap this up. So they, so they did, and uh, and so we leave the. Gosh, I, it just hit me that this minute, I think this is the final time we see that office. That's a, that's a, that's that office has been a big uh, tent pole in this movie. And is that a little nostalgic for you guys now? It's like yeah, no more office yeah, to talk about. We're, no more we're, red phone. No more white phone. No, no. It's just yeah. It's it's all gone. All those guys sitting around. I don't know. You know that guy that's sitting in Mel's chair. He just. <laughs> you're not going to use a seat, are you, Mel? I'm going to just saddle up to the. Uh, <laughs> like, well, you're about to go get Mobile One, so you're fine. I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll take your seat. It's yeah, warm he, was anyway. putting, he was putting on his galoshes in a previous minute, so we knew he was leaving. Yeah. Oh, and the way he's got his pants tucked into his shoes, I thought that was mm-hmm. really, uh, I was like, I noticed that. I was like, that's that's a fashion statement. Yeah, that's and, a very northern part of the country thing to do, though, if you're going out and slush in the snow. Yeah. Well, it, makes, it, it makes perfect sense. but It does. And wearing a wearing a fedora instead, or maybe that's a trilby. <laughs> we still haven't determined what kind of a hat that is. but he. Uh, I think it's a trilby, give it, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a the, short, uh, the short and all that. Yeah, yeah, so he's... He's marching out into the Chicago winter, January weather, uh, during the middle of a snowstorm wearing a trilby. So, uh, What kind of hat does Joe Petroni wear? I don't remember. Joe Petroni has a uh, base, uh, like a baseball-style cap. It's, uh, oh, okay. I, so we've got class distinctions going on here with the Very hats. much so, very much yeah. so. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure those, uh, those gloves that uh, Bert's carrying with him are... Uh, rabbit lined they look very probably a gift from his wife which is another plot point that we haven't talked about (laughs) yes well we've we've talked about it in previous minutes i don't i don't want to spoil this for george because i'm sure (laughs) he will want to see the movie after all this is over i will fully give you that watching this minute i was like i have to watch the rest of this movie (laughs) there's no way i cannot know what the heck's going on here because there's because i I have i like disaster movies i really do this is just one of those that's always flown no pun intended flown under my radar yeah it's 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 the granddaddy of them all and uh it it's such a the thing is that a lot of these things became cliche but this is where it all started it had to start Mm -hmm. somewhere and this kind of set the tone for all those towering infernos and earthquakes and even things like even things like titanic you know those, those kind of movies you have to have a certain amount of disaster and a certain amount of a bunch of character actors swarming around that you can kind of worry about, but then not worry about that much because doing you know, the scenery die. and having their moments and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, the, and there's always at least one romantic subplot going on. Yeah, 
And one thing I didn't notice that in this minute they've put up all the uh, the oxygen masks that had dropped in a previous minute are now stacked neatly up oh. on the where, what would later that. become yeah. overhead that, that <laughs> where you'd normally put your overhead compartment storage now. But that's before they had overhead compartments. It's just a place. I was wondering about that. I was like, what kind of disaster is this if none of the oxygen masks have dropped? Yeah. <laughs> but then I saw that they were tucked up out of the way. Like, oh, okay, they're past that. They're way past yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're 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 down where you can breathe again and. I'm just amazed that First Class still has a quite a pile of uh, uh, neatly tucked uh, blankets and things up there. We had a rather large disaster in, about 10 minutes ago, and uh, I would think all that stuff would be scattered all over the place. But, you know, it's it's movies, and it it probably would just would take more time to, uh, to keep uh, continuity going. Well, from what I can see, it looks like this entire scene is sponsored by the Mustard Brown Snuggie because <laughs> everyone is all wrapped up. And I, I guess the heat has gone out on the plane. And I, I'm understanding that I, I, I'm assuming that's what's going on because everyone is all the stewardesses are wearing very heavy coats and so on and so forth. So, yeah, yeah, which they've I, I don't know if they if their coats or somebody's that they've swiped. I was out wondering about class. that. Because um, we did, in a previous minute, we had the nun with the mink coat that we knew wasn't hers. So yeah. I think they're just pulling coats out of storage and throwing them at people. Well, actually, the, uh, the minute we're, we're kind of doing these out of order. So the, the mink that you're talking about, is uh, if, if you get to uh, second 22 of this particular minute, you will see Helen Hayes. Oh, there we go, yep. She's parked in that middle seat. Uh, mm -hmm. She's getting wrapped up in a very nice mink coat. <laughs> gotcha. Um, and they're with uh, Mr... Uh, Mr. Schultz. No, that's not Mr. Schultz. That's, Mr. Schultz is in front of them with Whit Bissell, who you may know from uh, the Trouble with Tribbles episode of Star Trek, uh, right in front of that nun at uh, second 20. Uh, he was also in the Time Tunnel. He was also in uh, Them. He was in uh, I Was a Teenage Werewolf. Uh -huh. uh, so he's just a good, good, solid character actor. Uh, doing nice a good career. Job nice career. And, and he's, you know, continuing on by showing how he has a bump in his head and he he needs ice on his head. Yeah, there's a lot of people with, with, with holding towels and stuff to their head. I wonder if they had to like, a, okay, one, two, three, one, two, three. If you're a three, you have a head wound. If you're a two, <laughs> you're sipping from a flask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody have their prop. Everybody have their little business, a bit of business to do. And... and it looks like half the people on this plane are, are, are smoking joints as they're passing them around. They have those little white, I, I guess they're smelling salts packets but yeah and it's like that's not how smelling salts work it's no like one whiff and you're done you don't you're not just like hey you want a hit of this it was like doing yeah. poppers on the plane as it's going down <laughs> but i guess if you got to go go with you yeah. know go high yeah and the the doctor and uh the uh the nurse slash defrock nun are putting together a splint on poor jacqueline Bissett with uh what looks like a, oh she's a, a defrock of... nun her hair is amazing that is yeah a big hair for, yeah yeah know, like... she just i mean it was our, our lady of uh gosh <laughs> the our, our lady of clairol yeah lady of yeah our lady of clairol yeah, yes it's uh i can imagine her pulling off her her habit and it's just like a slow motion yeah, hair fall why, you know, why sister joan yeah uh, garnier nutrice moment yeah. backlit with yeah it's uh but they're they seem to be fixing her arm with a copy of field and stream and those old uh plastic binders they used to have on the airplane uh, she's lost an awful lot of uh, red magic marker there. Um, yeah, there's there's a little. <laughs> they got food coloring everywhere on that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you order the velvet cake? Uh, and then I've forgotten if they're. Uh, I guess they're not saying anything here. They're just. Uh... Yeah, there's total silence, which is it, it's a, it's, you don't get that a lot in movies these days. Just this quiet moments of 
this is happening. Let's watch this. You got to yeah, have somebody he, talking all the time. He's got one of those Yoda flashlights there. With the... <laughs> <laughs> give me my, give me my lamp. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then uh, it's uh, Ruth, the the uh, stewardess that's standing up with a coat wrapped around her, gets to watch the uh, the roof shake, and that that looks ominous. That looks like, oh, we're gonna lose the tail. What's gonna happen? What's... She's she's sitting there holding it like, oh, I can keep this together. Let me put my yeah. hand on the wall. <laughs> like Ruth, that's not how planes work. Yeah, <laughs> physics, uh, anything, wind shear, none of that. That doesn't work that way. Yeah, she and her hair is in great shape considering you know all the. The calamities that have gone through here—they must have. Uh, oh, just they all look great. Combs, yeah. Even the people with the bandages on their heads and things packed away—they—they they look good. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I guess, I guess they, yeah, they passed out the hairbrushes just before everything happened. Um, but that poor, yeah, that poor pl- plane, and it knows when to shutter just on time. You know, just as the camera started looking at it. Yeah, nice pan, slow pan, and then shake, shimmy, shake. Yeah. Like you picture the Star Trek guys off to the side shaking the yeah. plane. They brought those guys in because they were union. It's like we need the best. Let's get two big let's handles. Get the Star Trek guys rolling back and forth. The uh, uh, and then we we cut back to the second officer who's uh, chatting with uh, the uh, uncouth Mister Rathbone. Who has is that his name? About, Good yeah, name. Yeah, Marcus Rathbone. And uh, he uh, he and the priest will have a, a scene in about ten minutes that I do not want to spoil you, but it is the it is the laugh of the movie. So we'll. This, this, I, I got the a, one that everybody remembers. Yeah. I got a really good laugh out of this one. What did... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thre- <laughs> the captain slapped you. me in the face. It was like, sir, if you don't <laughs> shut up, the first officer will do so as well. Paraphrasing. Yeah. But that that I physically exploded in laughter when I saw that for the first time. Yeah, he's uh, he is an awesome character. I I'm totally with Marcus Rathbone on this. He's had a he's had a terrible flight. And if you just watch the Marcus Rathbone minutes. Uh, I keep thinking I should come up with an index of just one character and just follow them through on particular minutes. I I used to be opposed to Marcus Rathbone, but now I'm kind of on his side. He's had a terrible flight. He's had a terrible reservation, and ter- everything bad that could happen to him has happened to him other than getting blown up or anything. Well, but, that's true, but whining and complaining to the staff is not going to improve anything. He's just being a jerk. I think he's just commenting on the mm. perils of his of his life. He's... Mm. He's narrating. He needs and, a poor baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, the the woman in the green dress, who, uh, by the way, everybody, if you if you and you have noticed, George, that this is different. This could be Fifty Shades of Orange. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. Yeah. We have we have one lots woman, of earth tones. Yeah, yeah. The the woman that's sitting next to the left of uh, Marcus Rathbone there is Our Lady in Green, and you will notice her in this movie as she just kind of uh, wanders through. It's kind of like the. Uh, uh, the little girl in pink from uh, Schindler's List. Or... Yeah, <laughs> she just pops up here and there. Yeah, you just see this green dress floating around, and it's like, oh yeah, it's a woman in green. And I, I apologize for telling you this because now, when you do see this first viewing, she'll be dragging your eye all over the place. But it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, there's so many little tidbits of this movie to see, which I, I never would have known unless we had done this uh, movies by minute thing. So um, now, do it's... you know her? Do you know that actress's name? She looks like Richie Cunningham's mom from Happy Days. Yeah, like... she does kind of look like Marion Ross, but uh, yeah. Little little too young i think i do not have her as a uh, as a character name she was never mentioned there's Just a bunch the of people that were yeah they have a bunch of uh uncredited uh but no uh no mention of who she was 
the stewardess that we had seen at the beginning there, the one with the coat saying, uh, take off your eyeglasses, that was... Uh, Which also, woman. I okay, we're crash landing. Everyone has the expectation we're going to survive. If I'm about to die in a plane crash and my glasses are on, I kind of want to see it happening. I don't want to like just be blurred out. So I'm like, you okay, I get it. Take off my eyeglasses. But no, I'm going to keep mine on. Yeah, I think I'd be I think I'd be like that guy in second number ten who's sitting in first class. He just has his hands over his face and he's just sitting there. It's like it's all gonna be over soon. It's all gonna be over soon. Yeah, most of these people I think yeah, just about all of them, there's nobody of, of note. Uh, the uh the the stewardess who is watching the roof uh make noise is somebody named Ina Hartman. She was on a bunch of T V shows like Police Story and Charlie's mm-hmm. Angels and stuff. She's always like, you know, some walk-on character. Kind of made the rounds back in the day. Yeah. The the defrock nun that was uh, setting Jacqueline Bissett's arm uh, later had a semi-famous role as uh, Tony Randall's or Felix Unger's wife in The Odd Couple. Okay. That was, okay. That was her big her big claim to fame. Besides being defrocked on the airplane. Exactly. Air, airport. And, sorry. Airport. And a former a former Playboy bunny. So. No wonder uh, she became a defrock nun. Yeah, you know, there you go. they don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The uh, so this is yeah. I mean, based on what you've seen, then this w- this makes you want to watch the other 136 minutes in order just to. Find, oh yeah, find I'm word. definitely going to check this movie out. Wow. And I know that's not his name, but at the very end, uh, the very end of the clip, when the uh, f- first officer is talking to the priest, he says, "Is there anything you can do?" And he, <laughs> He says, I'm sure he says I'm pudding, but it sounds like he's saying I'm pudding. Oh. <laughs> it's like, well, hi, uh, pudding. Nice I'm, to meet you. <laughs> Father, I'm pudding in your hands. Like, whoa, it's <laughs> taking a different turn altogether. <laughs> I, I, I do enjoy Father. That's Father Lonigan. He doesn't mm-hmm. he mention the show, but he, he has some key scenes. And as we said, the joke of the entire movie uh, in about 10 minutes. Um, but, Mr. Bathbone. Yes, he, he, will be, he will be having quite a quite well i I won't i won't uh, spoil it don't spoil it no spoilers spoilers gotta gotta watch it yeah this is uh this is good so you would this has not affected your this is this has increased not decreased your level of uh wanting to watch the watch the film well considering uh, the fact that before having watched this minute i was like oh airplane i mean airport okay but watching this minute it went from mild indifference to 100 percent certainty yeah it definitely went up a little bit <laughs> okay, well, we are going to have to have you on maybe in a week or so and after you've after you've seen the movie just to see what uh what your oh. if, if your impression stayed the same to see, to see how I, would, I would i would love to come back after watching the entire thing and talk about my impressions overall yes that would that would be that would awesome. be really and, good and how and how the how the overall view changed your view of this particular minute if if it or if it did or not or if it made you love them more i uh i found i've taken i i didn't real i mean i used to watch this movie and i thought i've watched this movie enough but sitting down and watching it at a minute by minute basis you start falling in love with characters and you realize that even the bad ones are the good ones and it's very well, you'll 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 find your own obsessions in your in your film. Yeah, the nuances always makes it more compelling. People think you see something over and over again, and it gets boring. But if you really are looking at it rather than just letting it hit you, then you're you're going to take it in. Yeah. Wow. Well, now have you have you gone any further in on your on your two minutes? Have you have you started recording at all? Or um, yeah, Dune. Uh, Way to Dune minute is we're about ten episodes in. Um, we kind of hit a stalling on recording, but we're, we're picking it back up. And uh, we won't be able to record the Mogwai Minute until probably mid-January. 
But once we start doing that, we'll try to get that one up and running. That's with uh, Neil Brown, oh, okay. uh, a friend of mine. Well, a friend of mine via um, the minutes page. Via the minutes but, page, okay. Yeah, he's in Hong Kong, so we're going to have a good time Wow. correlating schedules on that. Oh, very intriguing. Now, uh, are you starting to get the rhythm as you're doing Way to Do in Minute? Is, is it feeling like this is how the episode's going to go? Or are you getting are yeah, you getting yeah, to that get, point yet? Yeah. I, I honestly feel like we could chop them down a little bit, but as of right now, we, we yeah we got a lot of content, a lot of fun to, stuff to deal with. It's there's nothing but things to talk about in, in that movie, even oh, on a minute by minute basis. I can imagine every every new character. I mean, Patrick Stewart shows up, and there's it's so- yeah we yeah we, we haven't even gotten to Patrick Stewart yet. Uh, we are just we are yeah we've just scratched the surface of actual dialogue and so on and so forth. We spent the first eight episodes talking about nothing but exposition. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I I I will tune in as, as, as it, uh, Do you have a, a website, a domain yet? Where yeah, you... way to do minute for the website for that one. Um, we don't have a website for Mogwai Minute yet, but you, both of them are way to do minute and the Mogwai Minute for Twitter, Facebook, all that sort of stuff. Cool. Okay. Well, I hope, so. hopefully we'll be hearing more of this in the new year. So this, that that's really good uh, for folks listening to us and trying to find us on uh, social minute uh, social media. <laughs> you can check us out on Airport Minute on Twitter. You can go to uh, Airport Minute on Facebook or the Airport Minute Commanders Club, where everybody gets together and chats about it. Also, join us on our great big website, airportminute.com, where you can catch up on previous episodes, buy some cool swag. One featuring uh, Marcus Rathbone saying his uh, signature line, these nuts are stale. So there's uh, <laughs> he's he's a character and we love him. So the uh, uh, but yeah, that's all available in our in our swag shop at the top of the top of the page. Uh, we also have, you can get to uh, Amazon through us and pick up a copy of Airport and all the. Uh, fetid sequels that follow uh, they're all, they're always available on our episode pages uh, if you'd like to subscribe to our uh, little podcast you can find us on iTunes just search for Airport Minute and hit the subscribe button you can get this delivered hot and fresh into your portable device uh, every uh, night before the Monday through Friday episodes appear so uh, check us out on iTunes uh, we will return tomorrow with more people who have never seen this movie so this is going to be a very strange week here as we start the new year uh, on the Airport Minute George, thanks again for being with us, and we will have you back again for the uh, for the denouement of how, how you like no. the movie. Thanks for having me, and I'm really looking forward to it. This is going to be really interesting. Awesome. Okay, well, uh, everybody else, join us again tomorrow as we visit more uh, Ignorance of the Movie, the Airport Minute. Until then, good day. Goodbye, everybody, and thanks for being with us. Nice going, sweetheart. Remind me to send a thank you note to Mr. Bowling. Mm-hmm.